Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Breaking news, Michael. I need the breaking news donkey. Brandon, bring him out of the pen. Feed him one of those little carrots from Bakersfield. Get him to Bray. Breaking news. Joe Biden has transferred presidential power to Kamala Harris. She is currently the president of the United States because he's getting a colonoscopy. Oh. They put him under. Oh. <laughs> going to feel a little pressure. He is an old man, so. Did they have to wake him up to put him to sleep? <laughs> Hello. Come hey, on. Wake up. Oh. We got to put you to sleep. What now? But yes, Better had a calf care. They have transferred power from Joe Biden to Kamala Harris. So she is the first black female president. And it's, a, uh, it's an historic moment. And he's getting a colonoscopy. He's getting his first official full-on physical today as he turns 79 tomorrow for his birthday. Uh, does anybody feel like they're going to get the, the whole truth and nothing but the truth about his physical situation? No. Okay, so we'll move on. Um, uh, and the other breaking news is the House has passed the Build Back Better, Turn Us Into France or Venezuela bill. I like the fact that every headline has a different number, which kind of points to part of the problem with it. It's so giant and just a number, and nobody really knows what's in it. Uh, CNN's calling it $1.9 trillion. The New York Times is calling it $1.75. Mediaite said they passed a $1.7. Everybody's got a different number. Right. That, which is part of what the problem with the whole thing is. It's just throwing a bunch of number money at the wall. Right. Random and crap. Well, right. Yeah, there's that problem. And then just the, all the accounting, they call them accounting tricks, but they're really accounting lies and wildly optimistic uh, estimates and of uh, how much the IRS can get off of tax cheats and, and claiming a program's only going to run for two years when everybody knows it's permanent. In fact, uh, on that topic, some perspective uh, on that question, I just lost it. Where'd it go? Oh, there it is. Uh, in clip number 50, we've got Chad Pergram uh, talking about the CBO. Now, it just I think it was just uh, a couple of years ago, Joe Biden made a speech about how the CBO is the gold standard. The Congressional Budget Office, I mean, they are the best organization in the world that's ever existed for estimating costs and all. Well, the CBO has been coming out with numbers saying, hey, uh, Nancy, hey, Joe, Kamala, these numbers you're throwing out are complete fiction. And so now the Biden White House is claiming eh, the CBO is not really experienced in estimating costs from complex legislation dealing with the IRS. And everybody at the CBO is like is saying, uh that's exactly what we do. In fact, that's the only thing we do. So, yeah, there you go. There's your uh, your honor in politics. But uh, Chad Program, go ahead, uh, 50. The CBO says the bill will add $367 billion to the deficit over a decade, but they'll make up revenue catching tax cheats. Well, the uh, the IRS, I'm sorry, the CBO said your estimate of how much money you're going to get out of tax cheats. We estimate that at best you'll get 30 percent of that. Yeah, under a third. I was pretty disappointed, though. I mean, obviously, it puts to a lie that the whole thing is paid for. It won't cost a dollar because it's going to cost, you know, dang near 400 billion dollars. But that's spread out over 10 years, 40 billion dollars a year. The way we're spending now is, uh, you know, not much to get excited about. Oh, boy. Well, with that attitude, we're going to be broke. We're going to be Venezuela. We're already broke. We're beyond broke. We're a family that has maxed out its cards, then somehow convinced a bank to give them new cards and maxed those out. That's what we are. 
He's got but a I was camera. Hoping, what? I was hoping for some really devastating financial news, and another $40 billion a year is not going to trip anybody's trigger. Well, he's the president. He has a camera up his hiney currently. Let's <laughs> hear the depression. That's what Let's, I'd say, too, if I had a camera up me. Let's, uh, there's a big old Nikon, too. Uh, clip 52, Michael. Here he is. In the Build Back Better bill, which is not going to raise taxes one single cent. It's totally paid for. All this is paid for by raising taxes on big corporations and very wealthy. We're not trying to punish anybody, but I'm insisting that they pay their fair share. It's fiscally responsible and it's paid for. These plans are fiscally responsible. They are fully paid for. They don't add a single penny to the deficit. According to absolutely everybody who's looked at it, that's utterly untrue. If you consider $400 billion not a single penny, I suppose you're not lying. And Congressman Chip Roy has an alternate view in clip 51. I can't help but wonder what my so-called moderate colleagues on the other side of the aisle are waiting for with bated breath for a CBO score. You don't need a CBO score to know that $500 billion of unicorn climate agenda energy policies are going to drive up heating costs, drive up the cost of gasoline, and cripple our economy. There you go. The Democrats were chanting Nancy, Nancy, Nancy moments ago and high-fiving each other having passed the Build Back Better plan. Good morning. <laughs> um, it is, uh, if you're a Democrat, especially a way-left progressive Democrat, it is like everything you've been wanting for my entire adult life jammed into one bill. And again, have you heard a single outlet, including Fox, push back against so-called pre-K. Remember when I read from the Wall Street Journal and all those doctors a couple of weeks ago saying it not only doesn't help anything, there's a number of studies say it makes things worse. Nope. Everybody just rattles off pre-K as if it's a a thing. Universally uh, loved. Everybody wants it. Everybody needs it. It's just a question of who's going to pay for it. Right. Yeah, the the lack of curiosity in journalism in america it's now become you know a, a tribal uh, advocacy out uh, racket it's no longer a, a digging for the truth wanting the truth you know needing the truth people used to be uh, you know mission bound in journalism they they felt like they had a mission well i guess they do now their mission is to get democrats elected it's it's awful and i just i wonder I'd almost like to have a time machine to just go 75 years from now and see what we have wrought fiscally yeah. as a country. It's This is an experiment that has never been conducted before. A, a nation going this far into debt. I mean, well, it's it's been tried in, you know, like uh, pre-World War II Germany or, you know, various banana republics, but uh, with disastrous results. And when you're this far underwater and you... Uh as others have pointed out, I didn't invent this, but what about, you know, it's just it's the classic what your mom and dad told you. Save for a rainy day. What if there's another worldwide pandemic? What if there's a war? What if there's an economic depression? What if there's another tragedy, giant national tragedy like we just had? We ain't got the bandwidth to cover it now. No. No. Because anyway. we're building back Venezuela. You know what uh, the great Rush Limbaugh, before he passed, one of the more notable things he said was that there just is not a constituency for fiscal conservative, uh, fiscal conservatism anymore. So I will shut up. Yeah, good point. Uh, let's end on a positive note. So you're going to hear us talk a lot about Warrior Foundation Freedom Station because it's the last day of the week. It'll be a year before you hear us banging the drum to, you know, to open your hearts and checkbooks again. So we're going to go big today, but we're trying to get to $750,000 
because we hit the goal of a half a million, we're trying to get to three quarters of a million. And you just go to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, or actually, you just go to armstrongandgetty.com and click on the banner to donate. And we've gotten some donations recently $27 from Bernie Sanders' hand knitted mittens. Mm. Love that. Thank remember, you, Mittens. Remember that fantastic picture? That was the uh, that was the inauguration, I think, where he was sitting there alone on that chair with his big mittens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bernard Sanders. 50 bucks from Jack and Joe are sexy beasts. Eh. Oh, Lord. Uh, $25 from Bro Put the Duck Back. <laughs> I hope he doesn't run into a bobcat. You know, Got I'm going to send back the $33 from Joe's... Joe Biden's loaded diaper or whatever that is. Oh, I just I don't, oh, wow. I don't appreciate no, that. Sort of come on, folks. Come We're on. better than that, aren't we? Maybe. Maybe not. Um, uh, but it, <laughs> 50 bucks from Brian Stelter's missing junk. That's kind of an <laughs> he is a joke. But anyway, Well-known eunuch. Quick total. Quick total, ladies and germs. Thank you, Gladys. Nice tight drum roll. We just crossed over six hundred thousand dollars, six hundred three hundred nineteen dollars. So six hundred thousand. Wow, fantastic! Yeah. Thank you, folks. Yeah, yeah, with seventy thousand dollars in like an hour. So off to a good start. We got plenty of stuff we need to talk to you about. Um, what was the one I was so hot for? While you're while you're thinking of that, may I read this to you? Uh, it's a note from from Tim. Guys, I held off donating because every year having to relive my memory sucks, but I donated in favor of my Air Force wingman, Sean, who I lost to suicide in 2018. Mm. I've donated every year in honor of him, hoping that maybe my dollars can send one of my fellow vets home and that will help them avoid going down that same road as my buddy. Looks like mine and a couple others pushed it over 500,000. We're now over 600,000. So I'm glad to have been a part of that. Well, we're glad you did too, uh, Tim. So sorry for your loss, but that is precisely what we're doing here. What we're prevent. Yeah, that's awesome. So go to armstrongandgetty.com. Click on the banner. 10 bucks, 25 bucks or whatever you can give. Uh, we'd appreciate it. We're looking to get three quarters of a million dollars by the end of the show today. Armstrongandgetty.com. I'm not mocking inflation as a thing because it's real and I'm feeling it. Oh, uh, by the way, have you seen the map of where inflation is the worst? I have it not. Is the, it's way worse in the Midwest than it is on your coasts for some reason. So That's interesting. Why would that be? I thought that was interesting, too, because I'm feeling it uh, hecka. And uh, and I'm on the coast, so I can't imagine what it must be like in Kansas, Nebraska, Wyoming, Oklahoma, all those places where, according to the map in the Wall Street Journal, inflation is being felt much harder. But uh, it's out there. But so I'm not I'm not seeing inflation's on a thing, and I notice it every time I go to the grocery store or anything. But I've always felt like the whole what it costs for your Thanksgiving meal thing is an overblown story. <laughs> I have another inflation-related story coming up, but yes, I, I would agree. Uh, One-time expense. The cost of a Thanksgiving dinner for 10 people, and it's always, well, you know, I got a different number than you got, and my Thanksgiving's dinner, dinner different than your Thanksgiving. It's just, I don't know. Um, it's up over 14% from last year, though. That's a heck of a jump in one year. It is, no doubt. The turkey itself is up 24%. 
But it is a, from like eight dollars to uh, eight seventy five. Twenty three ninety nine for a sixteen pound turkey. That's that's a BFT right that's there. That's <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But so anyway, that's a big old turkey. Inflation is real. Speaking of turkeys, today is the day that the president pardons the turkeys. This is oh. something we've remarked on over many many years. There have been many funny things said by many presidents. Bush, Obama were great at it. Uh, but today is the day. The White House revealed the names of the turkeys up for pardon. Peanut butter and jelly are the name of the turkeys. Mm. And, it's a funny uh, coincidence. Biden will grant clemency to the turkeys in a ceremony today. For some oh, reason we do this. I'm not exactly so sure. so sweet and nice while we kill 50 million other ones. At least. It's got to be a bigger number than that. Well, considering exports, yeah, it's tens of millions of birds. So we we pardon these two, and we all smile and laugh. It's idiotic. I don't where, where, where are the adults? I don't know. He ought to re-embrace America's rugged frontier spirit, grab peanut butter, snap its neck, pluck its feathers, gut it, and roast it for guests at the White House. Like he probably did as a kid. Right. Or pull out his rusty blade. Um, yeah, we've always said that the first president uh, will get my vote. The first president that comes out and says, look, hey, anybody here in the crowd, you eating a turkey the Thursday? Yeah, you are. You, you're eating a turkey? Yeah, we're all eating turkey. These are turkeys. And he just snaps their necks. Right. But uh, right. the dispatch said President Joe Biden will be pardoning peanut butter and jelly later today. But those turkeys know what they did, and they will answer to their creator. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, so now you've pardoned them, so they can what? Work on their novel? So they can continue their career on Wall Street or what? Or so they can wander around pecking at grain with not a single thought in their grape-sized brains? Come on. Grape? Peanut? Exactly. Um, yeah, it's they, the whole thing is so freaking stupid. Yeah, it is. <laughs> They'll have it to is. answer to their creator. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Whoever wrote that. <laughs> So getting back to the question of uh, of inflation, this is just astonishing. I came across this at Reason.com. Sarah Young, who's a, an opinion writer for the New York Times, and she's out there. I mean, I just I don't know why they publish stuff from people this crazy over and over again. She tweeted the other day, all the stuff you see about inflation in the news is driven by rich people flipping their S because their parasitic assets aren't doing as well as they'd like. And they're scared that unemployment benefits plus stimmy checks plus $15 minimum wage plus labor shortage is why. What? They're, they're scared that unemployment benefits and stimmy checks and 15 I mean, putting aside the utter ignorance of economics her, the point she's trying to make is the opposite of the one she makes so why are you publishing her and as they point out at uh, reason liz wolf uh, response this is patently false for a few notable reasons inflation is most definitely not a manufactured media narrative but rather a real agreed upon thing that is happening the consumer price index indicates that from last September to this September, Americans have seen beef prices rise by 18%, gas prices 42%, furniture 11 uh, electricity 5 used cars 24 uh, goes into uh, a little more detail. In October, uh, the annualized inflation rate jumped by 6.2%. 
It's not a ginned-up outrage spurred along by rich people either. In fact, wealthy people who have invested heavily in the stock market are, by and large, doing quite well right now, contra Zhang's claim. In fact, there doesn't seem to be any factual basis uh, that anybody can find for what this New York Times editorial writer is claiming. Well, it's being inflation. Looking at this map from the Wall Street Journal, New York as a state and Pennsylvania as a state are feeling it the least. The coasts are feeling the inflation less. Maybe that's why we're getting some of these journalist reports of what inflation, because they're not having as much in their state. It's the Midwest and the South, but like, I mean, Idaho, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, that's where the border is, and then everybody east of there until you get to the East Coast is uh, is in the red zone of the worst of inflation. I didn't know that. I didn't either. That's really interesting. So if I'm feeling kind of a soft version of inflation, and I really notice it, man, it must be rough for a lot of you out there. Well, and Josh Barrow, who's a writer, says, this is idiotic. Asset prices have risen sharply. Inflation is squeezing at the middle of the income spectrum. Wage growth is outpacing inflation at the bottom, and people at the top are enjoying asset price hikes. And indeed, it's the folks who can't work remotely who are driving to the work. They're doing physical work or or entry-level work. They're getting hit the hardest. The idea that it's just rich people flipping their ass, the woman, I think, is mentally ill. There's another wrinkle in the COVID origin story. See if you buy this one out of the WHO, among other things on the way. If you miss an hour or want to donate, go to armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Walker suggests this is a coordinated attack on the LGBTQ community and on academic freedom. Old Dominion University is a public university, meeting students, parents, and Virginia taxpayers are paying for that minor attracted person's research. Yeah, we did this story yesterday, and man, it got a lot of attention. This, uh, this professor that's trying to push this whole MAP, minor attracted people thing. Yeah, they're not pedophiles. It's a natural thing. Some people are just attracted to sexing up children. More on that story in just a second. Hey, we have uh, come up with a pretty good idea for raising money for a Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Um, Executive producer Hanson has taken every bit of Armstrong and Getty swag that exists, merch, and put it in one bag. And we're good. And we're going to announce what we're going to do with that next segment. And we're right? going to hit somebody over the head with it. <laughs> and then they have to turn around three times. And if they can touch their nose, and I don't know what the, what it is. But somebody is going to get that bag is the thing. Yes. So yes. Uh, stay tuned for that. Yes. Um. So back to this professor, which Joe brought us yesterday. How did you become aware of this? Was this like making mainstream news? Uh, I don't know. I checked zillions of news sources. I just came across it somewhere. Yeah, I, I just wondered. Where. I just wondered if it bubbled up to like you know Washington Post, New York Times, or anything like no, that. No, it was definitely uh, from more conservative news sources. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, uh, here, here's the latest on it from Fox yesterday. Old Dominion University has placed a professor on leave after protests by students erupted about research trying to normalize adults attracted to children. The university says the actions taken were to maintain a safe and conducive learning environment for students, faculty, and staff. 
Old Dominion President Brian Hemphill saying in a message to students, many individuals have shared with me the view that the phrase minor attracted people is inappropriate and should not be utilized as a euphemism for behavior that is illegal, morally unacceptable, and profoundly damaging. It is important to call pedophilia what it is. Hmm. That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, what you're trying to say is okay is, uh, is already against the law. And patently not okay. It violates the laws of God and man. And it is so clearly, I mean, if you're a, a student, a fan of language and politics and messaging, this guy is so clearly engaged in an effort to mainstream pedophilia. I mean, it's just obvious. We know the game plan. We've seen it before. But what does he have to say for himself, Jack? Let's hear clip number 61. Primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. Uh, A lot of people, when they hear the term pedophile, they automatically assume that it means a sex offender. Uh, And that isn't true, and it leads to a lot of misconceptions about attractions toward minors. Okay, there you go. But they so, assume the person has already violated the law and acted on their their natural attraction. What are they hoping for, though, the MAP crowd? They want to be able to have sex with children. Okay, that's their ultimate goal, you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In the same way, Obama denied he was going for socialized medicine, knowing that that was, you know, the eventual destination. Yeah, these people say, look, we just want to... You know, destigmatize people who have never acted on this impulse. They've never broken any law. They just have that urge within them, and it's natural and it's beautiful. That's all we're saying. Yeah, that's all you're saying for now. The minute you get that, then you go for the next step. If you're just tuning in our information, maybe you missed the fact that the Build Back Better bill has passed the House. So it uh, passed, and it's off to the Senate. So there you under, go. Under the watchful eye of President Kamala Harris, right? That's right, because Joe Biden is, uh, he has passed. You didn't hear that news? <laughs> Come on now. He has passed on breakfast because he has a colonoscopy, and he's uh, under, as they say. <laughs> what was the joke from The Simpsons? The president is dead. We'll tell you the president of what next. <laughs> right. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, he's getting a colonoscopy. They put him to sleep, and you got to have somebody being president. Otherwise, the Russians will hit you right when he's getting the colonoscopy. No, no. What would you do? Uh, I'm bothered by this story. I assume it's a load of hooey, but it's being reported as real. The first known COVID case was a vendor at a Wuhan market, says a scientist. Back a scientist. To the, back to the bat Wet bat (laughs) market story. A new review of early COVID-19 cases in the journal Science will revive, though certainly not settle, the debate over how the pandemic began. A scientist who has poured over public accounts of early COVID-19 cases in China reported yesterday that an influential World Health Organization inquiry had most likely gotten the early chronology wrong about the pandemic. And the new analysis suggests that the first known patient sickened with the coronavirus was a vendor in the Wuhan animal market, not an accountant who lived many miles from it, which was what the last WH report said. So my guess would be is that the Chinese abducted the family of somebody and got uh, got this scientist to claim otherwise. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I, I have no, you know, I just I don't believe for all, at all that anything good and scientific and honest is going on here. No, no. I, I've lost interest in the question, honestly, oh, yeah. because it's unknowable. 
I haven't lost interest in the question, but uh, I have lost interest in the news about it. I, I guess is what you're saying, just because it's unknowable, and you know, people people are spinning their crap. Well, the Chinese destroyed. A, the evidence, and B, the witnesses. Literally, it is now unknowable. We will never get enough access to enough data. You know, barring some secret trove held by a brave and heroic dissident somewhere. Um, but I, I don't believe we'll ever get access to the evidence that's needed to understand the actual origin of this thing. All I know is, number one, for planning purposes, there will be two points. Number one, the Chinese authorities covered up like crazy. Covered what up? Having a weird flu is not an indictment of communism. If they said, hey, we got a weird flu going around and people are getting super sick and some of them are dying, why would you cover that up? I don't believe they would have. A naturally occurring virus that came from bats? No, no. No, Who's going to blame the communist Chinese for that? So I'll give you one guess, guess why they were covering things up so brutally. And uh, the second aspect of this that I still have some interest in is the fact that the American media rushed to the defense of the Chinese communists merely because Trump was accusing them of malfeasance. You chose the communists over your own people's well health and well-being because you're so crazed with hatred of the orange man. Yeah. You punk. So I agree we're never going to know for certain that. The one thing we can nail down, though, and I hope we do, is to what extent we were funding this stuff. And uh, Fauci and Dazak and the others knew what was going on and lied. I, we can nail that down, and I hope we do. Right, yeah. Uh, I would like to see them in the stocks. So we're going to give away a bag of swag. Armstrong and Getty swag. And we'll explain, swag bag. Explain that coming up in a little bit. And also, i got a couple of celebrity notes I think you'll find both interesting. But first, this. Yeah, how about a quick word from our friends at Car Shield, and we'll get those exciting celebrity notes. Oh. We're all looking forward to Um <laughs> The great thing about CarShield is whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles, CarShield has a monthly coverage option to fit your budget so that if you get hit with an expensive repair, number one, you don't have to pay for it. Uh, number two, you don't have to do the the uh, paperwork. Taking care of a covered repair with CarShield's administrators is super easy. They handle the paperwork and the expensive payments. Yeah, they're really good at it, and that's why, I don't know if you knew this, CarShield is America's number one auto protection company now. Over a million drivers being helped, but they're on the the forefront of what everything is going to be. The idea of 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 long term commitments to things are over, and CarShield knows it. This is a month to month thing. Monthly coverage options to fit your budget. Whether you got a car with five thousand miles or one hundred and fifty thousand miles, sign up with CarShield. You can do it today. And if you decide you want to get out next month, do that. Yep, they even provide coast to coast roadside assistant rental coverage. All sorts of great stuff. No extra charge. Go to CarShield.com slash Armstrong. Save ten percent. That's carshield.com slash Armstrong. A deductible may apply. Carshield.com slash Armstrong. First, the dumbest of my two celebrity notes. Um, I said this wasn't happening. I was wrong. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson are actually dating. I find that hard to believe. I just, I thought Kim Kardashian was at a different level than that as a billionaire genius. She's actually dating Pete Davidson. He must be different in person than his act his act has always been if you've been into him since he was like a high school kid stand-up comic like i his act has always been i'm such an unappealing unfortunate looking dork he must come off different in person yeah he's got something the ladies like uh, no clearly yeah. as he's dated a couple of the you know the, the the primest single women on the planet like a handful in a row yeah 
Although, uh, you know, Sean was always making the argument, once you swim in those waters, then everybody just assumes, okay, you're that person. You're the person that dates us. And then they all flock to him. For some, and apparently that's the way it works. But yeah, Kim Kardashian, who's 41, is dating uh, Pete Davidson, who's 28. From Saturday Night Live. Oh, and he he meets them all at Saturday Night Live. Every one of these super mm-hmm. famous hotties is like the the either the musical guest or the host, and he ends up dating them. Meets them at work. Wild. Here's the other one. Davis. They say he's incredibly endowed with comedic timing, and that he has a huge amount of appeal to young women. He apparently does. Um, Dave Chappelle has been canceled by his old high school. His old high school was going to give him some sort of award. Hey, isn't this cool that, you know, somebody graduated from our school has gone on to be so dang famous? Well, they're going to have him come speak at something, and uh, a bunch of kids got together and were troubled by his anti-trans stance in his latest special. And so his own high school don't want to have, you're the most famous person by far, most successful person by far you've ever had graduate from there. Can't have him come speak because some of the high school kids who probably haven't seen the special Anyway, my the reaction was what I the main reason I wanted to bring you this story. I thought that's good. Dave Chappelle said, "I'm now being canceled by things I didn't want to do in the first place." (laughs) 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 Wow, which is a pretty good reaction. (laughs) I didn't want to go back to speak at my old high school anyway. So, (laughs) boy, if you look at the the body of his work and some of the stuff he's done to really help people understand. You know, civil rights issues and, and all sorts of stuff, serious stuff, but in a funny way, the way he's used humor to open the door to people really taking a look at our society is brilliant and it's valuable and it's, it's Mark Twain-esque. The guy deserves more respect than he gets, not less. But something he said offended some children and so they're not going to honor him. That's where we are as a country. Oh, we're a bunch of rigid little panty wads. I'm now being canceled from things I didn't want to do in the first place. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, what? Well, now I have to just stay home and do whatever I want? And, okay, I guess I'll do that. Damn it. <laughs> a whole bag of swag. of arm, Every Armstrong and Getty thing you can get in an Armstrong and Getty tote bag. And it all fits in with raising money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. We'll explain that to you coming back. Armstrong and Getty. Have you ever heard this sound on a plane before? You ever wonder what that means? A high-low chime like that means that one flight attendant is trying to call the other flight attendant or the flight deck is trying to call us. If you hear three of those, that means it's an emergency, but you never will have to hear that. And if you hear just one tone like that, that means that a passenger is calling one of the flight attendants from our seat or they could be calling us from the lavatory over here. Either one. Huh. I didn't know that. I didn't know I could call a flight attendant from the lavatory. <laughs> ding. Uh, thank you. I'm, I'm just lonely. I'm lonely in here. Or ding. Hey, things are getting pretty rough in here. Yeah. Maybe you ought to put up a... Do you have any of those uh, orange cones on the plane? <laughs> little tape or something. Or you might want to be looking for an alternate landing spot. I think i got to get off this thing. Um, I'm tuning my violin. I think in years past I have not tuned it, as Joe and I are going to play Christmas songs. 
in hour three to raise money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Beloved Christmas classics. That's right. uh, We got to do a total here in just a second because it's astounding. But uh, our own uh, Mike Hansen, executive producer, came up with a pretty freaking good idea as he manages all the swag on the show, all the stuff that we sell at armstrongandgetty.com. And you put it all in a bag and it includes what? Yeah, we've got this custom A&G duffel bag, one of a kind, by the way. It's got the uh, Cal Unicornia state flag on cool. one side and the A&G logo on the other. Awesome. Oh, nice. So uh, put a little bit of everything here. We got the Yo-Yo-Yo hat. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. ever popular. <laughs> we've got a, uh, an MP3 uh, little player for uh, so you can listen to the show. Oh, wow. I didn't know we sold those. Like listening yeah. to the okay, listening yeah, yeah, yeah. to the podcast. A Bluetooth, or? a Bluetooth speaker. You okay. know, so you can listen to the show. Oh, Cal, yeah, Unicornia, okay. Cal Unicornia State flag. And all of these are logoed with Armstrong and Getty. All stuff. the Armstrong and Getty yeah. stuff from our store. We got some ball caps. We got the stupid should hurt T-shirt. Yes, a classic. We've got an autographed Armstrong and Getty uh, wow. card thingy. So you know, put a custom. We message we on used to for look. You. We used to look like that. We've oh, got. <laughs> Rubber chicken? Why is there a rubber chicken in there? Just I don't cause, know. Just because, okay. you know. Why not? Bro, put the duck back. <laughs> no, it's a chicken. chicken, but nonetheless. Uh, is yeah. rubber chicken? Uh, let's go Brandon T-shirt. Yeah, no, let's that's, go Brandon that's my T-shirt. rubber chicken. Yeah, don't yeah. give away my rubber oh, chicken. Uh, you'll like these. This is uh, like a beanie. It's got an A&G beanie. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then finally, the uh, A&G underwear. And they don't fit. I'm not going to put them on, but you got they're, the uh, they're idea. They're very large. Yeah, don't, very don't large. put them on if uh, we're going to give them to somebody. Yeah. Put them on his head. Logo on well, the front. I'm, all right. Um, so we got all the Armstrong and Getty stuff that you can get, and you can buy it obviously at ArmstrongandGetty.com. We're gonna. How, how do you win it? I think we're gonna go with the top donation next fifteen minutes. Okay, top donation, biggest donation in the next fifteen minutes gets that bag, and we'll send it to you. Okay, so go to ArmstrongandGetty.com and donate starting now. The next fifteen minutes. So we got to do a quick update. We're hoping for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, we passed our goal of five hundred grand. Set a very aggressive goal of three quarters of a million by the end of the show. Uh, $250 from Marshall's Butter Beef Recipe. Mm. Uh, $100 from Transitory Inflation. Good one. I like that. Uh, $200 from Jerry Nadler's Underpants. Oh, gee, many. 10 bucks. Oh, disgusting. 10 bucks from a pig that Sam wished good luck. That always hurts my heart when oh. I hear that story. Corn Pop says, let's go Brandon in for 25 bucks. So let's do a, a quick. <laughs> Total, Gladys hit the drum. We started the show at about five hundred grand. We're at just under six seventy. Oh my god, six sixty nine two eighty. Wow, fantastic! When we set the goal at three quarters of a million, we were kind of going with, uh, yeah, we're not going to get there, but you know, it's aspirational and it makes people dig. And I think and we're going to such a wonderful organization. We don't want to let them down. I think we can get there. Um, but if you want that bag of swag, be the biggest donor over the 15-minute period, as we mentioned. So, cool, man. It, it's a great cause. And among the great things that uh, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is, is careful with your money. They are as highly rated as you can get in terms of if you give a dollar, the practically every bit of that dollar is going to go to do good. Yeah, you look at some of those other organizations you've heard of, they're lucky if they get three stars on Charity Navigator. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, always four. Highest rating. Yeah, if if there's one thing I've learned over the years we've been doing this, if you're going to give money, research them. Research them. Because there's a lot of really well-known organizations out there that like 50 cents of the dollar goes to salaries and cars and, you know, 
hotel rooms. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. Um, One more here. 25 bucks from the birds just outside Joe Biden's basement window. Wow. Remember that? Yes. How could we forget? He ended up getting the nomination and becoming president. The first five speeches he got were drowned out by the birds because they couldn't hire a guy from the local high school audiovisual department to get the mic set up properly. Yeah. Hilarious. He sat there in his basement hiding from the campaign. Oh, well, eh, what are you going to do? So a bum camp in Portland has caused flooding in a suburb, the sewage flood, because the municipal workers are afraid to go to the pumps because of the meth camp that surrounds them. Have that tale for you coming up. Just delightful. I I would love it if the whole homeless thing could somehow trip the trigger of the environmentalist. It gets back to the intersectionality we've been talking about for the last couple of days of who ranks higher than who as a victim. But I wish the environmentalists at some point would say, "Hey, you're destroying our riverbeds, uh, flooding. You're you're you know, you're the trash, the, the 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 all kinds of different stuff that's bad environmentally. Right. These bike paths that the environmentalists push for." For, for so long in a lot of our West Coast cities have been ruined by the homeless population. Well, I shouldn't say homeless. I should say drug addicts. Yeah, meth camps. Start calling them meth camps because that's what they are, folks. You, how can we solve a problem if we refuse to describe what it is? In hour three, Joe breaks out the trombone. I break out the fiddle. I'm tuning it. Gives me a better chance this year of actually playing a melody. A, a better chance. But uh, this is in violation of the Geneva Convention and the laws of God and man. But stay tuned for it. It's usually fun. That's on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.